0: Canine Cast number 46 is brought to you by Home Again. Home Again ID microchips at homeagainpets.com. It's the Canine Cast with Tara and Walter.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Canine Cast. This is Tara.
0: And hello, everyone. This is Walter with your Canine Cast recap. In case you missed the last Canine Cast, Canine Cast number 45. In that podcast, we talked about how to find an apartment when you have a dog. Plus, we had a listener's story about their first dog.
1: Thanks, Walter. Today on the Canine Cast, we're going to be talking about booties for dogs in cold weather. And we're also going to speak a little bit about holidays and traditions for those holidays that involve different people's dogs. We're going to wrap that part up with a dog's rules for Christmas. So, to get started here, um, we're going to talk a little bit, like I said, about dog booties. One of our listeners, Kate, wrote in about the importance of proper doggy foot care during the snowy season. She says, You mentioned a couple of casts ago that your dogs were just discovering snow. I suppose you already know this, but in case not, it's a good idea to check dogs' feet and gently towel them off after a walk, especially a walk in the street, road, or even sidewalk. It's hard to know what chemicals the local municipality is using to clear the roads. It's impossible to know what the good citizens in your neighborhood are using to keep their driveways and sidewalks clean. In addition to carefully making sure globs of ice don't get caught between dogs' toes, especially dogs with web feet, you want to clean off any salt or chemicals. The gently part comes in because you don't want to be scraping at frosty pads. It probably hurts the dog. Also, there are other reasons than fashion and warmth for dogs to have boots. Protection from chemicals and road salt is one of the reasons. Sandy, Kate's dog, is lucky in that the cold doesn't bother her, and I can keep her paws clean after a short walk so we don't have to have boots for her, but it's something you might want to look into for a winter podcast this year or next. Well, Kate, I'm so glad that you wrote in about this, and we did want to discuss it in this podcast. What we actually did is we did end up getting little dog boots for our dogs. They're so cute. They are, they are really, really cute. But, um, but as Kate brought up, um, we, we actually didn't get them for any type of a, a fashion reason whatsoever. But, um, but one for warmth. We noticed that, um, that our dogs appeared to be uncomfortable walking on the cold snow and ice. But also, in addition, when I recently brought Kyler to the vet, I was speaking to him about it. And he told us that the ice can actually break and cut the dog's paws, kind of like how glass would. Um, and actually, I I'd, I'd seen that Kyler had had a little saw, sore on her paw. So whether that was from ice or from something underneath the ice, I don't know. But in any case, we decided it would be a really good idea to get some footwear to protect their feet and what's just amazing is the difference in how much more they enjoy going on their walks really? now that they have that yeah. yeah now in addition we have a little bit of a treat for you if you've never tried to get your dog to wear boots before it's really really amusing the first time or two that you put it on them um we actually got toby's first and so i went ahead and to try them on him and it was so, so funny to watch him prancing around. It's like he didn't want to put any of his paws down. Now, obviously, he had to, or he would have been hovering. But he, ha- but he didn't want to, so he would just high-step like this prancing pony. Tara
0: said that he looked like a tobe octopus.
1: He, re- he really, really did. Oh, it was so funny, with his legs going each way, like he just didn't have a clue how to walk. Um, it was so funny, and at the time, Walter wasn't home that I went ahead and, put, and took them off r- right away and saved them until we got Kyler's. And then we went ahead and put both of their boots on together so that Walter could videotape them. So we're going to include that video in our podcast stream and also have it on the website for you all. So sometime over the holiday, we will be releasing that video of our dogs being very, very amusing in their booties. So, um, so go ahead and look for that. It's it's really really funny to see it, to see them moving around in these for the first time. So, uh, so thank you so much, Kate, for you know for sending us that suggestion. Um, like I said, the dogs are really really enjoying being outside so much more. Um, it had gotten to the point where they we would take them out for a quick walk, and on the way back they would start to limp. And um, you know, a time or two, I thought that they had had hurt their leg or their paw and once they got inside and warmed up they were fine but it was you know it was a concern so we're really really happy to get those and I highly recommend for anybody in um, who does live in a cold climate just seeing the difference in our dogs Toby doesn't need to be dragged outside anymore so this is a big deal Um, if your dogs don't like to go outside in the cold I highly recommend that you try these because it's it's been great for our dogs So we are very, very excited because this upcoming weekend is Christmas, and so there are lots of people around the world right now that are celebrating Christmas and Hanukkah and other holidays where gifts are are traditionally given and where there are just a whole host of other traditions around the holidays. So it's a really, really great time. And a lot of people include their dogs in these traditions in different ways, and you know, from person to person, family to family, those traditions can vary greatly. So we thought that that would be something that would be kind of cool to discuss. Um, One of my one of my very very first memories of a dog being involved in Christmas was when um, Pepper was a puppy. I've talked about Pepper before on Canine Cash. She was the lab that I grew up with. Um, and she was still a puppy during Christmas time, but we had been working with her on sitting and staying. And I remember that one particular Christmas, my mom tied a big red bow around her and had her sit and stay in front of the tree before she let us, as kids, out to go um, out to the tree. So that was really, really adorable. So, what about you, Walter? What was your first memory?
0: Well, I know that every year my parents would take a red bow and attach it to our dog's collar, and that's kind of the tradition that they've had, and they've given the dogs little holiday decorations like that. I know one year we did have the uh, attachable antlers on the dog one time, which was kind of <laughs> cute. But
1: How long did they stay on?
0: Uh, they stayed on for a while. That was with Zelda, and she was a golden retriever, and you could kind of, you know, put antlers on her or... You know do whatever you really wanted to and she was just kind of like okay whatever you're cool
1: so cute and i know we've we've actually um brought that tradition into our family because every year we end up putting little bows on the dogs as well
0: those those bows are probably not the same kind of bows those are more like the present bows i bet (laughs)
1: yeah but but even even so that's still cute. and And another thing that uh, that my family always did was they would have a a stocking for the dog, or you know some other some other thing where the dog's presence went. And uh, my cousin actually told me that his dog has two stockings. Because they made a stocking for their dog, but his, his mom didn't think that they were going to make a stocking for, their, for her grand puppy. So she went ahead and made a stocking for the grand puppy and brought it along with her to the, uh, to the dog's first Christmas.
0: I think that's totally appropriate because dogs, after all, have twice as many feet as people. And we only have one stocking. So two stockings, four feet, one stocking, two feet, adds up to me.
1: Oh, there you go. There you go. And there's another use for those dog booties.
0: Don't tell Toby. <laughs> um, we
1: actually, we actually ourselves don't don't do stockings. Um, at least we haven't up until this point. So we haven't made stockings for the dogs. But what we do is we generally give them some type of a chew toy, most of the time bones, and that's just because those are the toys that they go the most wild for.
0: And they totally open the toys themselves as well. Like it's generally in packaging that's safe for them to kind of chew up, and we just give them the dog, you know, the bone in the package, and they just rip it right out of there
1: yep exactly well Toby does to toby Toby gets right in there and um and tears it apart, and that's the same whether it's in the package or it's wrapped inside the package or what have you while Kyler just kind of looks at it and looks at us like you know okay what's what's going on and it's time for you to open this for me now, okay, all right, you guys open it. I'm waiting for you like a good girl
0: or Toby might help her
1: yeah if we if we allowed him he certainly would. But um, but that's kind of our tradition with our talks that we give them the, we give them their toy, but it's in a package, and then we laugh at them <laughs> as they go through their antics, either opening it themselves or trying to get us to open it. So um, so I, so those are just a few of the traditions that we're familiar with, and of course, um, you know, holidays are a time for get together with family and friends, so that's even more excitement for the dogs when they get to. Hang out with members of the extended pack, whether that be um, you know other adults, uh, children are normally involved, other dogs as well that they may not get to see all the time, but love to romp and play with. So it ends up, I think, probably being as exciting for them as it is for all of us.
0: Well, at least it seems that way.
1: Yeah. Well, I know I know that uh, whenever whenever there's a holiday and we're at the end of the day and things are winding down, that uh, our dogs tend to sleep quite a bit better and longer than they do on the uh, average every other day
0: and since they sleep about 16 hours a day anyway that's a lot of sleep
1: yeah that that it is that it is but um like i said that's just some of our our traditions that we wanted to share with you um it's so great to think about those just make us feel all warm and fuzzy inside
0: and we'd love for you to share with us and if your holiday traditions that you do with your dogs
1: Yes, we would love to hear that, and um, you know, and also please send us in, you know any, any stories that come from your holidays, either you know this one coming up, or ones in the past. And we would love to share those stories and those traditions with our other listeners, as well as just um, get to see them for ourselves. And we're thinking we may find some new ones to incorporate as well. So um, next, what I what I have for you here is a Dog's Rules for Christmas. And what this is, is I got this from a wonderful, wonderful jokes website uh, called basicjokes.com. And the, the whole point of this website, they, they say, you know, basic jokes, clean jokes for a dirty world. So it's, um, you know, so it's all supposed to be, you know, clean, family-friendly jokes on there, and they're really good. So um, this one about dogs, Dog's Rules for Christmas, number one. Be especially patient with your humans during this time. They may appear to be more stressed out than usual, and they will appreciate long, comforting dog leans.
0: Number two, they may come home with large bags of things they call gifts. Do not assume that all the gifts are yours.
1: Notice the use of that word, all, there. Number three, be tolerant if your humans put decorations on you. They seem to get some special kind of pleasure out of seeing how you look with fake antlers.
0: (laughs) Number four. <laughs> I guess Zelda read those rules. Four. They may bring a large tree into the house and set it up in a prominent place and cover it with lights and decorations. Bizarre as this may seem to you, it is an important ritual for your humans. So there are some things you need to know. A. Don't pee on the tree. B. Don't drink water in the container that holds the tree. C. Mind your tail when you are near the tree. D. D. If there are packages under the tree, even ones that smell interesting or that have your name on them, don't rip them open. E. Don't chew on the core that runs from the funny looking hole in the wall to the tree.
1: And maybe we should go ahead and add an F to that for our dogs that all of these prior rules regarding the tree also apply to the tree skirt. Because they don't seem to understand that little one. All right, number five. Your humans may occasionally invite lots of strangers to come visit during this season. These parties can be lots of fun, but they also call for some discretion on your part. A. Not all strangers appreciate kisses and leans. B. Don't eat off the buffet table. C. Beg for goodies, subtly. D. Be pleasant, even if unknowing strangers sit on your sofa. E. Don't drink out of glasses that are left within your reach.
0: Number 6. Likewise, your humans may take you visiting. Here your manners will also be important. A. Observe all the rules in number 4 for trees that may be in other people's houses. Number 4A is particularly important. B. Respect the territory of other animals that may live in the house. C. Tolerate children. D. Turn on your charm big time.
1: And the last, but not the least, rule is number 7. A big man with a white beard and a very loud laugh may emerge from your fireplace in the middle of the night. Don't bite him. Yeah, those are, those are great. We hope that they provided you with a little chuckle. And uh, we have a little confession to make. We had to read these a couple of times before we actually read them on uh, the podcast so that we could get our chuckles out <laughs>
0: But that that never happens on any other show. That's the first time that's the very first time that's happened on Canine Cast.
1: That we've ever had to practice something? Yeah, sure. So that's just one joke that I found about dogs and Christmas that we that we really thought gave us a chuckle. If you run across any, then please go ahead and send those in and we would love to read those on the air as well. And of course that goes for dogs, you know, with other holidays around this season and New Year's. So now we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor.
0: A dog's got to do what a dog's got to do. Hey, I should know. I'm a dog. Woof. And what I got to do is chase squirrels, especially the one digging holes in my yard. Someday soon, I'll get free and chase that lawn wrecker right out of town. You don't think your dog will run away? Your dog might think differently. One in 3 pets will get lost without ID. 90% won't return home. That's why vets recommend the Home Again microchip, a safe, permanent ID that can bring your pet home. Talk to your vet about Home Again and visit homeagainpets.com. And thanks to our sponsor Home Again. Next up, we have some listener pictures to share with you all. In fact, it's our 100th listener picture. This one comes from Ken, who you may remember, sent in the story about having his dog chase his laser pointer. And this picture is of, actually, both of his dogs. One of them, the big guy in the picture, is Nick. And the other is Maggie. And Maggie was the one who chased the laser pointer. And the other one was the one who knew better.
1: <laughs> and actually, we've received some feedback on that. And what's what's really cute is that there's um, some puppies out there who like to do that, but also some older dogs who just their whole life have continued to love chasing the laser pointer. So years and years from now, Maggie may still be chasing that red light around the room, and Nick may still be sitting there with you rolling his eyes at her.
0: Well, that's not the only milestone that we have reached. Tara mentioned earlier that we are going to include video in the stream, making us a video podcast at least for that one time so that's going to be our first ever video in our podcast stream and if any of you are lucky enough to receive a video ipod as a gift this holiday season you'll be able to watch that on your video ipod when it comes down the line
1: and in case you don't get video through your podcast feed we will also have a link to it on the site so you can download it there so we've reached that time. We wish you all the absolute best this holiday season for our listeners and all of our listeners' dogs. And please remember, if you haven't already, to spay or neuter your dog, it's the best thing that you can do for your furry friend.
0: If you have a question for Tara or a comment about Canine Cast, please send an email to caninecast at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voicemail at 206 338 dogs and you can leave a comment on our website at caninecast.com